this month, Metal Blade Records will release the latest installment of the label's legendary compilation, Metal Massacre 15. Curated by Decibel Magazine's editor-in-chief, Albert Madrian, the collection will once again contain a sampling of contemporary heavy metal and features exclusive tracks from Midnight, Many Suffer, and Ripped to Shreds. Purchase your copy of Metal Massacre 15 now at metalblade.com slash Metal Massacre. Once again, guys, the compilation we've all been waiting for. Metal Massacre 15. Purchase your copy now. Metalblade.com slash Metal Massacre. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hello, hello, friends out there. It is I, your host, Petter Speich. I am always joined by... Only Brandon Hahn. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. Yes, our other two co-hosts are away. Sylvia not feeling good. Jocelyn's on the road doing her comedy thing. But guys, make sure you follow Jocelyn Sharp at J-O-Z-A-L-Y-N Sharp on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, The Wizard of Jaws on TikTok, and Sylvia Alvarado on Twitter and Instagram at It's the Sylvia. If you guys want to follow me, I am at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter, Rise to Offend Official on Instagram. This week, guys, we have Ben Thatcher from Royal Blood. We are here to talk about the new record, Typhoons, which is out right now, guys. Great chat. Really, really happy I got this interview, guys. So make sure you hang in there. They're blowing up. They're Yeah. They're blowing up. Good. Good. I hope we help them blow up more. Yeah. But before we get into the interview, <laughs> let's do a little bit of that Metal Sucks news. Get the news at your mouth. Get the facts straight. Don't deliberate or I'll tell you fucking nipple. Get the news at your mouth. Oh, my dick is going in. You don't know where it's been. You better not bullshit me. Roof. Anyways, Truth. oh, the hardcore news. I like it. I like it. Anyway, mm. so Mother's Day is happening, guys, you know, uh, as you know. And the first story we want to talk about is related to this uh, wonderful holiday that I thought was cool. So Willow Smith, daughter of famous, famous actors Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, she got her mother, uh, the Mother's Day gift she got her mom is that she performed a song from her old metal band, Wicked Wisdom, if you guys haven't heard it. And she performed it on her... Uh, on Jada Pinkett Smith's talk show host, and I on her Jada, wait Jada Smickett had a Jada Pinkett had a metal band. Yes, really. Wicked, you didn't know that? No. Oh wow, maybe a lot of people didn't know that. I I remember. Here's the thing: is that they were on an Ozfest, but they played early, and I missed them. And I wanted to see it because it's like, oh shit, I want to see Jada Pinkett Smith, you know. And I yeah. I missed it, but they were on the bill at that Ozfest. Can't remember what year. I want to say it was like 2003 or four. Wow. Yeah, it was a while ago. They only put out the one record. I bought the record at that OzFest, and it was it was okay. It kind of uh, makes up for the Scientology. Uh, oh, I don't know anything about that stuff, so. They I, are that. Oh, okay. Are they? Yeah. Eh, whatever. Teach their own. <laughs> I'm fine with it. But the point is, is uh, <laughs> um, anyways, so she had a metal band for a little while. I feel like they were only active for a couple years, but her daughter, and you got to think about like, if your parents are Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, they got everything. Yeah. Those kids and, are going to grow up weird. Don't you think? I don't know. If they have, I mean, like when you're, when you're children of like super, of two super famous people. I feel like, I mean, I feel like, like Surrey Cruz has got, a, there's got to be. There's a, a million oh. people that grow up with famous people that are fine. We only million? hear about the. A million? I Probably more. What do you mean? A million people that grow up with famous parents? Fame, I mean, no. I would think so. You think Not it's a, smaller I, I think it's that? like hundreds, maybe if that. Okay. So famous people don't have kids? Um, well, not millions. There's not millions of fans. Angelina Jolie's got ten. Okay, she adopted a lot of them. <laughs> they count. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. I'm just saying it's it, there's that there's fine. Whatever number we want to agree on, a hundred thousand. Okay, <laughs> hundred, hundred. I'm gonna say a hundred thousand, and you're gonna have the seven bad examples, you know, and all that stuff. But anyways, I didn't say it was a bad example. Well, I I know, but you're saying that they're gonna grow up weird. Yes. Well, they grew That's up not artistic. Bad. That's weird. Okay. Artistic is always weird. Weird is good then. Uh, right. Okay. So anyways, so it's going to be hard to get her a gift, a card. I mean, it's, it's to do something original. And so she got together with her old bandmates and did this song. And I thought it was like, man, because dude, I don't want to say I phoned it in this year, but I, I have a phone it in mom, meaning like it, it's just got to be flowers, a card 
if I give her a gift card, she'll be like, no, I'm not using this. Like I can't get her anything. I got her a bunch of candles one year and she put them in my house and lit it up. Cause she said my house stank. So you see what I'm saying? Like, um, wow. Yeah. So you bought your mom candles. She and always she turned around and insulted you. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> so I have to be a by the numbers guy flowers. She loves them. She put, you know, some, some people like that shit. So that's all I can do is the flowers, man. And, and get away with it. And, and do you think good. it's because your mom knows mother's day is like a bullshit Hallmark card holiday? No, she just is the kind of mom. There's a lot of moms from the old country that are like, no, I do things for you. You don't do things for me. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. And it's just like anything you do for her. She's like, I don't want anything. I don't want, it's always, I don't want anything, but we're like, look, you're buying us an insane amount of stupid stuff for Christmas or whatever. We have to at least try. And like I said, it's got to be by the numbers. Otherwise she'll throw it back at us yeah. somehow. My mom, if uh, I give her money, she'll put the cash like in, in, in my house in a drawer. My mom is the exact opposite. That's uh, good. And I think that's just because I was an asshole kid. So whenever I come mm. at her with something expensive, she's like, yeah, that's right. That's what you should have done. You know what I mean? Oh, like, okay. it's, I like it's, that. it's very much like I had this coming. I was not. Like, why didn't you kid. do this last year? That's kind of like the idea that I get from my mom whenever I, like this year. You said your mom and your, but you and your sister compete to win Mother's Day with your mom. Is this the truth? It's always a thing. Because me and my like, brother, we just flower it, both of us. Right, right. But we're not competing. Like we talk. I'm like, how much are you spending? We, so we kind of equal it out. So there's not any of that shit. Well, I always want to, I always call up my sister and go, do we want to go in together on a big present mm -hmm. or do we want to go or just want to kind of do our thing? And I'm always hoping that she wants to go in on the big present oh, because too, that man. means she probably shopped and bought it. And all I got to do is just give her half the money. So it's like, it's so great. Yeah, but, yeah. but in a situation like I'm the sister in the family, yeah, so yeah. I have to go shopping by. Right, yeah. right, right. But in this situation though, um, this year, my mom, okay. So my mom is a giant Vegas golden Knights fan, the hockey team here, mm. the NHL hockey team here in Vegas. Mm. And she's a major fan. And my sister went out and got her, uh, and her and my sister, both uh, a pair of tickets to go watch the game together last night at T-Mobile arena overtime game it was like a fantastic thing okay no oh, you lost this year well yeah well because this year <laughs> keep going i want i don't know what you got but keep going keep going well this year i went and got my mom for mother's day the same present i got you for christmas uh-huh which was a bidet yeah yes right that's uh, that's a good present it's a great present. it's a great present it okay is. and here's the thing you're bidetting the world my mom uh, my sister all your sister. circle of friends now you, dude, you've I, taken care of their ass i gotta make sure <laughs> i can't be around dirty butts anymore dude it's like now i've reached a whole new standard you know <laughs> all right. so it's like you know and i told and brooke was like uh she's like yeah i won mother's day this year she's gonna like my present more and i'm like yeah but do the knights keep mom's asshole clean no they don't and you bought brooke a bidet and i got your brooke sister a bidet yeah. and that's part of the reason why i got the bidet because my mom gets very uh competitive with my sister whenever hmm. she gets something nice like mm. if my sister gets a new car my mom all of a sudden needs a new car if she gets new flooring she needs new flooring well my sister's got a bright and shiny asshole my mom needs the same thing Ay, ay, ay. I just, I got to tell you, I, I still think your sister won. Your gift is great, though. Thank you. I'm not saying that I won this year. Mm. There's no way I won. You don't compete with a overtime win at in the, a hockey game. An experience an with experience. your mother. Time is exactly, so important exactly. to the gift. Right. And here's the thing. I've always tried to take my mom out for dinner and she won't eat and she'll just feed all of us. See, she'll I'm, order something and be like, try mine, but she won't take a bite. So it's like dinner doesn't even work with my see, mom. See, and here's the thing too. When you go to a sporting event with, uh, with your parents and it's great, it's like, it's such a memorable experience. Like I've gone to Cleveland Browns games in Cleveland with my oh, yeah. stepdad and my mom. And even though they lost because they're the Browns, like... Even though they lost, it was like still a great experience. That's the old Browns. Now, granted, I have gone to uh, like Ohio State football games and Cleveland Browns games with my biological dad, and it is the opposite of fun. So it's like, <laughs> so it just depends on what parent you go with, you know. <laughs> If you get him a bidet for Father's Day, would he throw it back at you? He'd probably be like, get, get this out of my face, queer. No, I mean, <laughs> Jesus. I'm just kidding. We don't want to say your dad's homophobic, no, but the listeners from, can guess. He's just from Ohio, so it's kind of like... You got to understand, Ohio's about six, seven years away from where Las Vegas is now. Yeah, they're believe. a little behind. They're a little behind. In, 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 in dialect, at least. Yes. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. It's okay. It, the state, I'm fine with it. It's fine. Hey, man, we, we show them the way, and then eventually they get there. Right. But then, I don't know. It's like big city, little town. Yeah, but at the, at the same time, though, it's like, you know, you should, LA is, if LA is showing us the way, then we might as well just fire a nuclear bomb right in the middle of the <laughs> 
of the country. You know I mean? Like, God, dude. It's like, I so what's, yeah. I don't think LA. I, I think LA thinks they're showing us the way, yeah, you know, but exactly. I mean, they're showing I, us I the know. way to. They'll tell us, hey, we're showing you how to live. And we're like, yeah, yeah fix that whole blood crip thing. It's been going yeah, on for yeah. 40 years, guys. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> right? LA's, LA's going to, LA's going to go, we're just going to show you how to live. And they're just going to lead you to a glory hole. It's like, dude, it's, <laughs> that's not living. We're good. Now that we've bashed LA on yeah. Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Right? Hey, they didn't birth me. That's true. So anyways, cool gift. I really think that they got to be creative and it showed some love to their family. And I thought the story was cool, guys. Just go. If if LA was my mom, Mm -hmm. they would never get a bidet. Mm. So mm-hmm. Mm. they would just have a dirty asshole nah, all the time. You'd love you. would love your city. If we were from LA, we'd we'd love that city more. Than oh God, bro! Come it on. would just be a dirty asshole. It would be the Rams. Yeah. We're just not from there. But right. if we were from there, oh, you love your city. Even even all the warts and bumps and fucked up ugly things well, about it. You're like, I love it. I don't care. You know what? I it's love? what I am. I love I, it so when, we're just not from there. I like, love it when people go out and get tattoos of the city they're from. Have you seen this? Especially like they'll go out and get like New York City on their forearm or Salt Lake City yeah, yeah, across yeah. their. That's Okay. I've no, seen people do the Vegas sign. I've seen a ton of those. But nobody gets where they're really from, though. Oh, you're saying they weren't originally born there? Yeah, that nobody oh. ever gets, like, mom's pussy tattooed no, on that's, them. That's just inappropriate. That's, nope. You know you want to smirk. You're smirking. I'm not smirking you're at all. You're smirking at all. It's inappropriate. You ho, you ho. I'm not cutting it out. Everybody's yeah. going to be like, ew. <laughs> One star review. <laughs> it's coming because of your mom's vagina it's just joke. Gonna, it's just going to be a one star review, and then the words are just going to be, you're welcome, Brandon. All right. <laughs> Next story. We know when to move forward, right? We yes, know. And on. you did it. <laughs> I did. No, I wanted to get off the subject, and I'm like, let me make it awkward. Bang, and we're going. <laughs> you're a master at that, too. Metallica's James Hetfield, guys. Uh, the headline is Metallica's James Hetfield is skeptical about the COVID-19 vaccine. And uh, I'm okay with that. I don't mind. I got no problem with that. I don't mind. Free will, man. I don't mind anybody being skeptical. I don't mind anybody saying, I don't know. I'm just going to, because this is what I hate. And now keep in mind, just so you guys have new listeners, everybody on our show has been vaccinated. So me, Brandon, Sylvia, Johnson, we've all been vaccinated about a month ago now yeah, yeah. so we, we, we all are are i mean we all decided for our lives that we would take that step well because i so. want to i look i the only reason i went out and got it is because i want to go to sporting events i want to go to concerts and mm. there's a possibility you might have to show that card and I'm so just you like, did it what? selfishly yes okay. absolutely i okay. did it selfishly yeah. I, everything is done everything is self-serving and it's like <laughs> everybody who pretends like it's not it totally is so stop <laughs> it but but it drives me nuts though when i see people go one and we've had this talk on this show a hundred yeah. times i hate it when people go one extreme to another where it's like you're a piece of shit if you didn't get a vaccine shot or you're the most insensitive son of a bitch for not and it's like it's just so it just doesn't make any sense because nobody really knows nobody has all the facts and again even the doctors even Fauci is still learning as we go so and and uh, the reason that he kind of gave on there is that his upbringing was as a Christian scientist and that's a religion that um, rejects medicine and leaving their well-being to God so he was brought up that way even though he's not of that mentality now it might still be part of his system but look at this point with when I talk about people making their own decisions, like I've always felt that's ultimately a decision that's going to happen. If people make the wrong decision and kill innocent people and do all those things, that's, that's a part of being alive. You know, unfortunately we can't just make people do things. Um, but I'm very happy that the options out there and I'm very happy that I can partake in what I feel is good. And that's just the way it is. But I'm not going to tell anybody what to do or how to do it, you know, Absolutely ever. Not. And so him being open about that, I don't I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people on the extreme side. They're like, "Woo, James Hetfield, this and that. He's skeptical about it. But I think they're misreading what he's really saying. Well, I also know? think that we're in a we live in an age where it's like James probably gave the most vanilla answer he could while still staying somewhat true to himself. And again, this is just another time where podcast and music news, it's just like just a chance for us to overreact. And we are not taking the bait. No, we're not. No, we're not. James Hetfield, you do what you need. I have no doubt that if you want to keep touring, that vaccine will probably be in your future. <laughs> That's what I think. I really can't see how other countries are going to be like, you're cool without a vaccine in the next year. That's what I think personally. However, don't know shit. And uh you know, we'll go from there. But yeah, we definitely, I think that if there was a lesson learned from this is that we don't want to travel 
and affect other regions of the world, um, you know, in any kind of responsible way. I think that's one lesson learned that we have to be global when it comes to any kind of thing like this and not just ignore it, which we unfortunately did pretty early on, hey, our country at least. You yeah. know, look, like I said, I, I had a buddy of mine yesterday. He brought up the vax, and he's always been one of these people where he's been skeptical, but he's not very loud because he knows how passionate people are. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. It. And uh, he just kind of brought it up to me yesterday. He's like, you got sca- you, he's like, you got the vac? And it was like, you know, you got the vaccine, question mark? And I was like, uh, or the vaccine, question mark? And I was like, yeah, man. I mean, just like I said, I just, you know, I, I look at it like I'm taking the same chance leaving the house, you know, to get sick. And it's like, if I'm just going to take the vaccine, it's it, it's the, the chances are like just diminished. I don't know, man. I just, I, again, I don't know. And when I sit there and pretend like I know, when I sit there and pretend like I'm looking at the vaccine under a microscope and I could tell you exactly what, what the vaccine is doing and how it's mm. attacking these cells, then maybe I would be able to st- you know, dig my heels in a little bit no, more. No, but ignorance is bliss, uh, you feel, when it's self-serving? Yes. On, on situations like this? Yeah, yes. yeah. When you're like, I'm just doing this kind of to get to the next step so I'm not part of the problem. Um, then ignorance is bliss. The more you go down a rabbit hole, especially because of the misinformation in the world right now, the less likely you're going to get actual information. Something like this, we're learning as we go. Yeah. So I think it's a big leap of faith that a lot of people are taking for humanity and for the people around them. You know, that's what it kind of is. However, problem is, though, is there's going to be people out there that take what you just said. Oh, they're taking the leap for humanity and they're going, well, you're just trying to hurt us all together. It's only a matter of time. No, I concentration camps. It's like, dude, it's like the way how far people take things can be just like, we've been doing the show for almost 10 years, me and you and anything we say, they can twist in any which way. And I I can care less. I (laughs) I think the overall body of work can represent us pretty, uh, pretty downright all right. right and i've said things that everybody you have too i've said things that i probably regret in hindsight but i don't get you know i'm never going to apologize for it i know what i meant well you know? unfortunately when we most of the time when we get asked a question where mm. it's not like somebody goes here research this now let me ask you you know it's like they just ask you a question and then sometimes you kind of fire from the hip and just depending on what that answer is people are going to take it like they're for me or they're against me ah uh, yeah I, I love firing from the hip <laughs> it's I like my too. favorite thing to- <laughs> I do too and it gets me in trouble all the time I see it doesn't get me in trouble I think maybe the firing from the hip approach is different between me and you yes maybe a little bit well you have a heart I you do too I promise oh, I've seen you be a, a fantastic human thank being thank you man despite what you're selling to the people no I'm and, just saying and, and your mom pussy jokes oh, right that was it was mom pu- it was <laughs> happy mom, mother's day it was mom <laughs> asshole jokes and pussy jokes that's not what the bidet is for no you said don't you know now you're forgetting what you said four minutes ago probably <laughs> last story guys before we get into our interview with Ben from Royal Blood man um, here's our here's some thoughts the Osborne's reality TV show was such a phenom 20 some years ago i feel um and it may return now that sharon osborne is off of that uh show the talk what are your thoughts on that show returning would it work a b has it truly run its course and c um i don't know okay would it be a hit again no 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 it's it's first off Okay, Ozzy was in bad shape when they originally started filming that. Oh, that's a good now point, man. It's like now it's times it's cubed. You know what I mean? Like the guy's definitely in way worse shape than he was. Mm. Sharon doesn't even have the same face. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> dude, these kids, uh, the, the the kids, like the sisters, like I don't t- like again. Kelly Osbourne, she's become one of these dumb celeb uh, celeb where it's like you know, commenting. I, the reason why I don't talk to my sister, exclusive interview, like we should not know why you don't talk to your sister. Like, oh, fucking yeah. stop that shit. I, you know? I so, yeah. so it's like the only one that kind of seems somewhat normal is the, is Jack and Jack's like, doesn't he have like lupus or something like that? It's like, he's got something bad, like some kind of neurological disease or something. Doesn't he? I, I don't know the detail on that. Um, I, I really don't. I think that because the show was a hit before is because you had Ozzy raising children. You know, yes. teenagers, teenagers, like yes. raising them. Now you have full grown adults um, and like as full grown adults, we see our parents, but like there isn't really much television worthy stuff. You know, it's it's like to have the Godfather or whatever you want to label Ozzy, you know, the dark prince of metal and, you know, fair to say raising children and it being all normal and stuff like that. That is kind of what the show was about at this point. 
you know, maybe there's grandkids. I don't know. But um, I, I feel like there's not really a point to revisit the show. I do feel that it will be, there will be a small audience for nostalgia, but it will run its course fast. If if they're reunited, the whole cast of Married with Children, and they're at this age and at this point they in their life, one show, it, one episode, it, it wouldn't be the same. No, no, you need the you need the Kelly and the Kelly Bundy and the Bud Bundy growing up, and these parents that are just like whatever. But at this point, you know. I don't know what it would be like grandparents with children or something. It, it wouldn't work. Right. And I feel like this is a stretch on that level too. So we'll see what happens. I'm always wrong about uh, look. You know, media. <laughs> you, you, you know my you know my hatred for nostalgia and how they just keep trying to rehash it and shove it down our throats. I can't take it either. But you just want something new. Yeah, I just want something new. And and I and I honestly, Pete, I don't, new and intelligent. I don't know. Okay, that's the thing. You can find intelligent, but mm-hmm. it's not entertaining. So it's like back in the day, you used to be able to get entertaining and intelligent all rolled into one. Now it's like if I'm in the mood to learn, I have to be in the mood to learn. Mm. It's not like I could be entertained and learn at the same time like you could do with, uh, you know, shows like fucking MacGyver or something like that. Like how many times did we try and do MacGyver? And guess what is brand new on Paramount TV? A rehash of MacGyver. It's been it's been on. It's a rehash of Magnum P.I. A it, reha- it's like brand new actors. Brand. It's like it's so sad to me. It's like, we can't move on. Was MacGyver and Magnum P.I. that much of a groundbreaking television show well, that they I had feel, to remake I, it? I feel like television just, in, in defense of, of what you're kind of against, I feel like television is just being honest. Look, we're not going to call it something else. It's going to be the same show. Let's just redo Walker, it. Walker, Texas Ranger. Now it's they his son. They never remade that. Yes, they did. Wow, that's it's awesome. Now it's his son. I'm in. Now it's his Where son. Can find it? Where, can in. Find, where can in. I find it? I'm in. I'm in. Every time you talk nostalgia, I'm like, okay, I'm, that one I'm okay with. Exactly. Nostalgia. I'm great with that. It's just called Walker, by the you way. Know. It's not Walker, I Texas no, Ranger. I had it's no problem with Ash versus the Evil Dead. Walker. Let's go. Let's go. Well, um, Ash versus Evil Dead was the same campiness. It was great. It was like, and it was, and it was also produced by- The uh, boys. The boys. What's uh, the boys? Sam Raimi, yeah, Sam yeah. Raimi, yeah. Robert Tapper, everybody, yeah. So, all right, but still, nostalgia was its audience, right? I would think. Yeah. So, I, I, it's the same theory. So, anyways, but it's also a show with a guy with a chainsaw hand and blood and guts. I mean, it's like that's always going to attract people. You could do, you can have nostalgia when it, <laughs> when it comes to super violence. <laughs> it's always going to attract. Yes, dude. Did you see the new Mortal Kombat movie? Yeah, I did too. Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, I saw it in the theater. It was okay. the first movie I've seen in the theater since COVID. Really? Yeah. You saw it in the theater? Yeah. I knew that was going to be... I, okay. I, I liked it. I was it fine was, with it. I, I'm fine with it. It wasn't violent. I'm fine if I did I mean, it pay. was like whatever violent, but it wasn't like... I thought it was going to be like through the roof. I thought it was... Dude, you play the video game. And I know. through the it's roof. It's insane. Violent. The movie's not even on the same the, level. Yeah, not know? even on the same level. So, But I do like the campiness. I like how... I enjoyed it. I like how one of them... Uh, how Kano punched somebody and he was like... And he you know, killed somebody and he's like... And then he himself goes, Kano wins. <laughs> <laughs> like who the fuck says that in their own <laughs> oh man no i i i i again i'm not a huge fan of anything like that but i but you enjoyed it i did enjoy it like i said it, maybe it was because i haven't been to the theater in forever petter wins and i was like all right let me go to the movie theater and because I, I was virtually like i have to just force myself to go to a theater and look at what's playing and be like just pick something and i mean as people know that are going to the theaters right now there's not a lot that you can choose yes. from and i was like hey fuck it mortal kombat it is mortal kombat. and i enjoyed it mortal so combat it up with that man you guys if you like mortal kombat or want to chat it send over an email rise to offend at gmail.com we will respond to you uh as you guys know so with that though let's jump into our interview with ben thatcher from royal blood hey everybody what's going on petter metal sucks podcast on the phone i've got ben from royal blood we are here to talk about the new album typhoons it is out right now now ben the first thing i want to talk about man i'm a physical copy guy i bought the record totally stoked on how you guys thank you very much you're very welcome you're very welcome and i want to talk about the packaging because it it really was something special before i put the disc in even though i I knew a lot of the sounds but the uh the packaging artistically this is the first album royal blood um did with vibrant colors but lyrically it has a lot of pain self-discovery why was this dichotomy very important to you guys for this material firstly thank you for buying the record that is amazing um what what version did you get there was so many different options I got the limited edition CD, so it's got the uh, the twofold um, on it. It looks like a record, like a vinyl, but it's yeah, it's the CD version. That's what I got. Ah, oh, nice. That is awesome. Yeah, there's, you know, there's the pink version, which is for I think independence, and or a blue version for Amazon or, so, or 
whatsoever. I don't know. Anyway, yes, the um, the color thing though was purposely put in because we felt like it was the first time you you're going to hear royal blood in color and um both obviously the first two records we have monochrome covers and um they were great they were, they looked amazing we loved them and they kind of represented our music at that time where this new record is is a lot more vibrant and is a a lot more colorful um we think when you hear it and yeah like you said the the lyrics are are quite dark um through throughout this there's a a lot of um there's been a lot of change uh with uh, mike's lifestyle in particular um which is what a lot of the the lyrics are about um but the music side of things um is so euphoric and so upbeat and I think that the marriage of those two things is really unusual, but has really worked for us. It, I, I feel like exactly what you said. It really worked for you guys. And I do feel like when you're listening to a song and, and the lyrics are genuine, like the ones that Mike wrote for a lot of the tracks, but there is an upbeat thing to it. It does keep you listening. And then you kind of you relate, if that makes sense, because you're in that euphoria of happiness and sadness. I always say we live our life in, in hope and despair. You know, we're always absolutely ping ponging back. Yeah, and I forth. agree with you. Yeah, and I th- I think with like this with with typical disco music or pop music, a lot of the the lyrics are match up with the music, and they're a lot about like get on the dance floor, we're gonna go to the the discotheque or whatever, let's dance, and which is great. You know, there's there's a lightness about it and a joy in in that, um, and then if you have on the other scale of things, if you have music that really combines with the lyrics, then you get, I mean, we'd have such a bummer of a record, I guess, because, um, yeah, it's all quite serious and about um, this repetitive feeling that you can't get out of. And, um, yeah, so if the music related to that, it would be quite a a bummer i think and quite down where these two things together have have combined to make this unusual um unusual record i guess an unusual concept absolutely man yeah you feel the despair you're dancing away the hope is there it's it's like i said to me it, it that's it's important there's always there's always a something at the end of it. Now, when we talk about the physical copy, the first thing you do when you pull out the, uh, the pamphlet, if I may, um, the album is dedicated in loving memory to someone that you're close to. Um, can you tell us about the support and all that stuff it took from this person for you to get to where you are today and, and how important it was to get this record, um, you know, uh, dedicated to them? Yeah, I mean, that's, it's dedicated to my mum who sadly passed away quite unexpectedly um two years ago and yeah she was the life of the party man she um she's where i get all my humor from and my cheekiness and my kind of my the lightness of my living and the the fun of that and so um she she would have really loved this would have been her favorite royal blood record she would have got all the lyrics wrong but just you know just be dancing away um, but yeah, when it came to putting the record together, this was all, you know, this happened during the time that we were recording some of these songs and, um, it just felt, you know, she was the, the woman that brought me into this world and I just wanted to, uh, pay, pay respect of, you know, with what, um, I do now and, and I wouldn't be here without her. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I, I've also uh, had a similar passing in my life. And I always tell people, I'm like, the day, the person I was the day before just stopped existing as soon as that, that person left my life. And then I became a new version of myself in a lot of ways. Yeah. Did you feel that as well? A, um, not quite, but mm. I understand that you how you felt like that. Mm. I totally get it. Um, for me, uh, I mean... I've got quite a big family. She left behind a lot of um, grandchildren and 
Um, and we we came up. I was brought up in quite a Christian family. She was a, a Christian. She was a believer, and um, yeah. So there was this this thing of I guess peace mm-hmm. um, about her going. And but for me, I I mean I don't believe that those things. But um, uh, I found a, a a peace in it as well somehow. Um, but I understand what you're saying. A new version of you. Um, I think just so much lives of my mum lives through me anyway. Mm. So it's kind of like, and, and all my brothers and sisters, you know, I can see a, a bit in her and in all of them. So she lives on through, through us. Um, but yeah, it's, it sucks, man. And those, but that's, these things happen in life and no one gets out alive. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful tribute though, man. Beautiful tribute to a great record you guys put out. So I think that, um, that, that just adds to, you know, the legacy and everything that, that she meant to you. So I think it was really cool just to see that when I saw it on the back of the page. Now, keeping up in our, our questioning and kind of the, the dichotomy we're talking about of the, uh, the happiness, but the, the sadness is that you guys, uh, fully entrusted director, Liam Lynch, um, to cut, act, I believe, and direct in the Boilermaker video. And now he's best known for doing Tenacious D work, from my knowledge growing up. I know he directed the film The Pick of Destiny as well. But tell us how you guys trusted him and that teaming came together for that video, because I'm, I'm super impressed with that one. I thought it turned out fantastic. Yeah. When it comes to making Royal Blood videos, um, we, we sometimes find it quite hard to find what we want and what represents the music the best um uh, boilermaker was wasn't one of the singles but it was for sure a tune that resonated with our fans and because we we played it before um we recorded it and um yeah it was we we wanted to give something to the fans and put it out and we were thinking well you know c- could this be go along with some kind of animation or something like that. And um, Mike suggested Liam Lynch. We had um, seen his animation work from Josh Homme's um, Alligator, Alligator Hour yeah, mm. on Apple. And um, we just reached out and he, I mean, I've never met the guy, but just by his emails, you know, he's such a character and he's such a creative person. And he just sent us a, like a 20 second clip of um, his animation that he was doing and um, with, with the music and instantly we were like, right, that is at, like, that is exactly what we see this music video being. And we were just like, he was like, is it too mad? And we're like, just do whatever you want to do because just seeing that clip made us so excited and yeah so he just carried on and worked his butt off and made that video i think he was just on that treadmill for hours wearing different costumes and stuff but he's yeah it's it's probably it's definitely up there with one of my favorite royal royal band videos for sure it's amazing beautiful man yeah there's four out there guys on the singles but that one i it's definitely special and as you mentioned the song you guys did play live so uh, a couple times so we kind of had a, a little bit of a familiarity before uh, the video was put together but um yeah i do think his visuals are great guys make sure you do support liam lynch if you guys haven't seen him um do stuff but he's great like i said most of the tenacious d stuff that song my united states forever things like that really cool stuff man now I read in the past that you kind of have a DJ mind and we always talk about on this show about how if people listen to records in their entirety now or they prefer playlists. Now, if you have a mind like DJ, it kind of leans towards the playlist side. How hard is it to sequence your own music to be like it needs to go in this route for you? Yeah, good question. Um, For me, I do have a DJ mind, but I think it's about reading the room a little bit with when you're playing music and you have to be very aware and have a good, uh, a good armada of, of music that you, um, can line up. But with, with putting together your own record, you also, you want it to flow like that and you want, um, 
I guess, I guess the difference is with a, a, a playlist that you're doing, you're, you're more looking for a, a mood and with, with an app, putting an album together, you want these different dynamics of mood to change and you want, for us, we want this party thing going on, but we also want, um, you know, we want the dynamics to change and have slightly slower songs in, in places. And it's about balance, balancing that out and seeing what you think is right coming after each song. And even like what one to start with, because that I think that's a really important thing. You know, you want people to go back and play it again. And I know from the first two records that, you know, How Do We Get So Dark and having out of the black at the beginning, it, it's, you know that you're back at the, the start when you hear those intros. Yeah, dude, no, I agree with you completely. I think, I think a lot of us, we want to hear that first track. And then the important thing and the hard part, I think for artists in modern time is to keep them along the ride for 40 minutes or so, you know, or 45, uh, bands that are putting out 80 minute records. That's on you. It's, it's tough. All right. So, <laughs> you, yeah, you know, it's, yeah it's, it's a lot of music to listen to yeah, 80 minutes. It is like, man. I would like, I, you don't put on Lord of the Rings every day, do you? Like that's, that's you know, if you, if you put on Lord of the Rings, you're you're in you're going to be watching that for a long time. You've got to be prepared. So it's the same with music. You need if you want to put in that time, it's great, but you don't want to listen to it every day. Absolutely, no, I agree with you, man. And you, perfect example with the movie. When I put in Lord of the Rings, that's Tuesday's gone. I'm watching it all day, and that's just <laughs> yeah, not how life exactly. works. <laughs> so it's, it's a special day, but yes, just not how it, the normal life works. Now your tour schedule, man, before the pandemic was massive, um, and then we everything stopped for a lot of artists. How has this past year been mentally for you guys to take a breather, and um, has it caused more anxiety, or has it been really beneficial for you? I think probably a bit of both. I think uh, we really miss playing shows. It's what we kind of built the band on is live music. And we write records and produce records so we can be on the road and play them to all of our fans and have a party out there. But but it's been quite a special and unique time. It's obviously been terrible for a lot of people and and um but for creatives i think it's given us all a bit of time to to do more of what we love doing and not having so much pressure of having to go out on the road well definitely for for us like we've never um we've never had this much time off of of touring and it's I like a nice feeling. I'm quite a homebody anyway. I like being at home and I like the comforts that that brings. But also, obviously, that does bring an anxiety of going back. And because I'm totally used to living this lifestyle now of being, you know, being at home and recording and doing the album, that going out seems quite daunting going you know and going play in front of lots of people when i haven't seen any of my family or friends in a year um but i'm looking forward to it nonetheless and um yeah getting back to normal is a, is a good thing it's change isn't it people don't like change and when you get settled um it can bring anxiety to to the table I feel that way too. I feel like the social atmosphere that I had, the kind of carefreeness where I didn't have to think about certain things. Um, I had no anxiety. And now that I feel like I am thinking about things I never thought about, I think it does bring a little bit of uh, that anxiety because I want to make everybody comfortable in a room when I enter it. And that's not something I've ever really thought about before, you know? So I want the right mask. Yeah. I want everything. It's, it's like, a, it's like, all right, maybe if I just avoid the room and go around this way and just order my food to come to me, now I can just relax and, I do feel like that's going to be a little bit of a learning curve, but I also feel our old lives before the pandemic, like a bicycle, we'll jump right on when it's time. I also feel that too. So, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, now, and uh, I think, on. I think for us, it's we've we've gone in England, have gone quite um, gradually back. Mm -hmm. So, 
you know, the the pubs have opened, but only in the gardens, and you can only have six people there. And and it's been quite a nice way just to get back into things quite softly instead of this one, you know, one day where everyone can be in a inside a pub together with no masks and all of that. You know, I think that for me is scary right now. Mm-hmm. But because we're being eased back in, it's a lot more pleasant. Nice, man. Yeah. Out here in the States, it's different everywhere. I'm in Las Vegas, so we've been doing it really well, I think. Same thing, easing us back in to the environments that we're used to, but I think they're doing it well. But I know other parts of the States, it's just, we're open run, you know? And so I think yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just, like I said, it's just a different place. So you have to kind of judge everywhere you go a little bit differently out here. But that, yep. again will subside you know it's not not even worried about it man eventually those feelings will just be like remember when you felt that way yeah yeah but it's gone yeah (laughs) now one thing i do bring up a lot because um i always whenever whenever i hear the statement from you know journeyman legends whoever that says rock is dead i always use you guys's band as like to counteract that argument now um what are your thoughts when you hear the statement from people that have been in the industry for a long time that rock is dead right now i think it's such a a silly thing to focus on. <laughs> I think, I think, you know, no one's worried about jazz dying or reggae dying or because although it's not in the mainstream, a lot of the music that we listen to is obviously influenced by all that stuff. And if you're really into it, you find the place where, you know, the jazz clubs and those, you know, and you go to those places and you, um, you know, you evolve around those the people that listen to it. And I think with rock music, I think what's happened there is rock music was popular music and it was played on the radio and it was um, back in the day where now a lot of other genres are now kind of taking over, over that, which is totally cool. Um, but rock music's always going to still be there playing Watching a live band, uh, a live rock band on the stage will be any other thing that you see live because of the energy and the noise that comes out of those amps. And um, yeah, and the whole, the whole atmosphere and the fans behind it. Um, what's changed, I guess, is the way we've listened to music. I know, obviously, you're a, a guy that buys CDs and the physical copies where, you know, people growing up nowadays pay £10 and they have every everything to listen to. And so you don't get necessarily rock fans anymore because that, those rock fans are also into Kendrick Lamar and they're into Post Malone or whatever. And just music is so more accessible nowadays that, and there's so much of it, you know, you can record it. And you can record in your bedrooms and, and yeah, so, so much, um, to, uh, to process. Absolutely, man. And that's the thing with me. And that's why I stick to the physical copy. Cause I'm not against streaming. You guys do whatever, like I said, whatever, however you consume music, it's going to bring you the same joys that it brings me. But for me, I've, I've, I've always taught myself that I want things to have staying power. Let it be film let it be music and my process to buy the physical copies. It gives those things staying power. I feel like I give albums the fair shake, you know? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I agree. Yeah. So with that staying power, it, it, it really adds to my life. And I don't know if you can teach people the importance of art and giving it, you know, the right time frame for it to hit you because of the snowstorm that we're kind of in that we're growing up in. But um, it is always worth the journey, if I may, to read a book, you know, or something like that to slow life down these days. And because it just seems absolutely, yeah, it's going to get faster, I think. Right. The next generation can be faster and faster and faster. I don't think we're slowing down anytime soon. No, but I think it's important to not be old fashioned as well mm-hmm. and to roll with the times like I, for one, am, I, you know, I totally agree with you with that. Um, you know, I still have books and I still buy physical copies of records because I love and I love going through them and hold them. just having them in my hand is is a thing. But also, um, yeah, the, 
technology moves on as well and moves fast and um and the like the way of doing things is 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 fast so especially let's let's talk about recording you know um back in the day you'd be it'd be on a you know going through a desk and um although you still obviously we still use desks now but you wouldn't have pro tools or logic to record on you don't everything would be going on through tape and it'd be a this time consuming thing of getting it right you know and you can't just patch things in easily um doing that and so yeah just the the way technology and and with music has moved on so quickly in the last 20 years you you have to stay relevant and keep with the times but also keep your um what you love about that those things and yeah physical copy is is something that people do love personally yeah i don't think it'll ever go away i really don't um i think that it'll always be a market just like the vinyl came back i'm like it makes total sense man you know um and that makes me happy it always will so one thing that we want to talk about now i wanted to talk about at least because I'm, I'm a fan of uh NHL 21, I've been playing that game quite often. Now, your song Trouble's Coming is on there and on FIFA 21. Now, are you a gamer? Do you play these uh, these two games that your song is featured on? I don't. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have not played a, a game like that in years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not very good at them, to be honest. Well, FIFA's and hard. And I like to be good at... Yeah, I like to be good at things. I like I like to win things. And, and so if I'm not... You know, if I don't see any... Uh, progression in my uh, game playing then i'd yeah i have to give up totally understand totally understand is there a game that you do play that you do feel you're really strong at or is it just kind of something you're not really into right now um i'm gonna go old school mm-hmm. monopoly oh there we go yes wow you're strong at that i that's a game i ever <laughs> always quit on when i looked yeah. across the way <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you why i'm a, I'm a great uh cheater Oh. Let, just let me be the banker. I was just about to say. There's always one banker in the room <laughs> that always wins. I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Now, one thing that I did, did want to bring up, you guys did have a fantastic tour in a parent a couple years ago with Queens of the Stone Age. We just brought up, uh, we just brought up Joshua Homey. He did help uh, produce the track Boilermaker and uh, a couple other tracks, Space and King, but I think those are only available uh, digitally possibly because um, – but uh, what's the positive lessons that you learned from touring with a band like Queens of the Stone Age? And then what are some of the negative ones? Well, that they're the masters. Mm. Like, they're, they're the best rock band that are touring. <laughs> um, and such great guys. It was such a fun time, man. And it was just every day getting to play these venues with them and just watching a masterclass play after you every night and then and then partying man it was such a they're such great guys and such fun and yeah it was, it was just great i think I, I would say there's no negatives really we we had such a laugh with those guys and yeah it it really was the foundation of our relationship with josh and um so working with him then on Boilermaker and those other two songs, um, King and Space, was such a natural thing for us to do. And, yeah, it was just so much fun. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Yeah, no, huge fan. Just the coolest guy. I'm with you on that all day, man. And uh, now we did talk about Typhoons. We did talk about everybody. Just so you know, Typhoons is out right now. Make sure you guys are picking it up. As I said, I'm promoting that physical copy. They're all different kind of versions. Make sure you guys are checking it out. Definitely, definitely worth having that on your collection. But I do want to say that, you know, you're not going to play live for a little while, right? To an audience, as we're talking about. Don't know when because it's all up in the air. But And you played some of these songs live. But what track on this album are you dying to play in front of a live audience to see their reaction? Uh, good question. Uh, Boilermaker is definitely one just because we played it before and I think it's gone down so well. Mm. Um, but Typhoons is also one that I 
for me, it's just um, I'm a bit more laid back in that one, drumming-wise. And so it's nice to... It's almost like I'm enjoying the song instead of working, playing the song. Um, I can sit back. And, and so that one... Um, but I think Mad Visions is, at the moment, my favourite track on the record. And, yeah, it's just so groovy and, and so much fun to play that that will definitely be... The, the chorus of that's just mad on the drums as well, so that's fun. Beautiful, man. So everybody's got a little taste of what might be the set list here, guys, coming up uh, when you guys get back on that tour, man. So um, real quick, I want to remind everybody, man, Typhoons, guys, it is out right now. Make sure you're picking it up. With that, the last question I have for you is that, um, you know, the major theme of the album, it, it has to do with sobriety in a lot of ways and kind of going through um, that lifestyle change within the group. Do you feel that when touring starts back up, it's going to be a little tough to maintain that lifetime lifestyle for everybody on the road, or there, there has to be some changes that have to make, or do you guys think you're ready for that challenge right away? Yeah, I think, well, I'm not the one that got sober. Mm -hmm. So thing, but I've got to be aware that things have changed. Um, that doesn't mean that we don't, we can't party or cause that would be totally wrong. We, you know, we love, um, being with people and having drinks or whatever. Mike obviously um, won't be drinking. <laughs> and there's some guys on, who have been on the road with us, our, our crew, that have also taken that step into sobriety. So, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll just we'll just see. Obviously, we've got a lot of support for each other and we all look out for each other. But, um, the, yeah, we will never let the party stop. We've just got this record that's a party a party album, you know, and, um, yeah, there'll, there won't be any stopping us from doing that. Excellent, man. Always a good time, dude. So everybody, last time I want to tell you typhoons is out now, make sure you're picking it up with that. Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, man. Thank you so much, dude, for calling into the metal sucks. Podcast. Thank you so much. That was great. Thank you.
the Metal Sucks Podcast.
right, guys, and we are back. First song you heard is off the latest record from Royal Blood Typhoons. That is the title track, guys. Check out the video. It's out there as well. And the second song, we talked about the video to that song in the interview. That is Boilermaker, guys. Great video. Great track. Make sure you guys, if you haven't yet, pick up the new record from Royal Blood. It's called Typhoons. It is out right now. Third song is from a band called Sumo Psycho, Canadian band. Uh, That track is called Bystander, and their new album, Initiation, just came out this past Friday, guys. If you dig that track, you'll definitely dig that record. So make sure you guys are checking out the new album, Initiation, from Sumo Psycho. With that, I want to thank everybody out there for all the five-star reviews. We keep getting on the good old Apple iTunes. You guys are the best. We try to get the show out every week to you guys, no matter what's going on. We did it all the way through the pandemic, and we're still here. We're still strong. Might even give you guys a little extra treat by the end of the week. Hint, hint, um, for all the listeners that that dig the show, man. So we want to thank everybody out there for that. And all we ask for, five-star reviews on the good old Apple iTunes. Also want to thank everybody out there for checking out other podcasts, the documentary discussion podcast. Remember, like Brandon said, if you want to learn, you have to go in there and realize it's boring, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got to learn that your attention is going to be going in all places. And that, that, that podcast, which is going to teach you something, hopefully, as we discuss, it's but not, it's, it's what not. What makes this podcast okay. fun though, uh-huh. is the clips. Oh yeah. We have clips from, That's from the, the actual thing. people. It's not just, it's not just us going, this is what happened. And then we actually have clips clips and sometimes the clips are really funny or really screwed up yeah it's like it's great that podcast guys for all you know is called rise to offend go check it out we've got about 100 episodes out there we've done topics from everything from music film it'll change your life (laughs) hopefully you will enjoy it and uh yeah so rise to offend that podcast guys make sure you're checking it out so with that our friends until next week keep mom's asshole clean The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.